Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was blue within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the cold world, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary that argued hey, How are you doing, friend? I am doing okay. How's it going? I can't complain. It's not bad for a, a Wednesday middle of the week type morning. Yeah. What's your uh, recording situation over there? You sound a little different today. Is that any better? That was better. Okay. Microphone needed to be closer. That's all. I got you. I got you. Should be the same setup as normal on the Yeti. This is a uh, this is an unusual time slot for us. What's your situation right now? Uh, work is weird. That's the situation. Uh, filling in when can. Otherwise, we're waiting on so much stuff to be shipped to us is the problem right now. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that we're this far ahead and caught up on everything. Also, we're waiting to be told uh, what the hell we're doing. <laughs> so well, yeah, you work that, for a school system. Yeah, and you don't know yeah. what that looks like in a couple of months. It's very true. So, uh, and it's there's no exaggeration when you hear people talk about this. It's literally changing. Like, I would almost say every two hours daily, you're hearing something new, something different. Be it from my wife's also a teacher. I hear it from her. Other people I see at work, uh, my my own boss, like things are just changing. It's you don't know what's going to happen, really. Yeah, I'm on the other side of this, having a a kid about to go into kindergarten, and we don't know what that's going to like. We don't have any even a rough idea what that's going to be like. I Um, saw that Missouri was trying to release something, but everything that everybody's releasing now, as far as quote guidelines or safety measures, is they're so vague. It's going to change depending on what happens. I mean, it's. It's a crapshoot. They, uh, they, <laughs> it's funny because we're still getting the emails from his preschool that he went to, and they're sending out stuff like, if you heard the following rumor, it's not true. We're going to release our plan in five days, and they'll send like two or three things to combat <laughs> rumors going around and stuff. It's like, hey, uh, I'm not listening to Aunt Karen on Facebook. I'm waiting to hear what the school board says. Please yeah. understand. Yeah, unless it was like a direct message from them or like – I guess everybody's doing like business Facebook pages now. Yeah. If, if it's not directly from that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe, or like a phone call even, I wouldn't, or a phone call saying, hey, check your email. We sent some of the latest blah, blah, blah. Like, like the average person does understand that maybe if Alex Jones says something about what they're going to do for the school year, <laughs> that's not what they should expect to, to do. <laughs> I just remember him screaming, choke me out. Come on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, don't listen to Alex Jones is the first takeaway for today's show. There you go. In world-defining moments, perspective is everything. The Economist is all about journalism that's rigorously researched, independent, original, and insightful. We interpret developments to reveal the bigger picture, to sharpen your understanding of everything from climate change to voters' rights, the war in Ukraine to the midterm elections, Head to economist.com slash understanding and subscribe to bring the world into focus.
Enjoy basketball, soccer, and all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using bonus code CAPITAL and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Plus, when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. Download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code CAPITAL and place your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I uh, wanted to have you on first because uh, I, I enjoy our shows together. And uh, second, you're a, you're a mixer victim, is how I'll describe you. I'm a victim. It's uh, it's not your fault what Mixer did to you. <laughs> no, it isn't. I, I didn't see that one coming, man. I really didn't. Um, and to Facebook, of all places, that's that's the one. You were working harder on your Mixer stream than most people I know. I, I knew a couple of people who were really having to go on Mixer. You were making the best of it. You'd kind of found a niche. You were doing Rocket League stuff. I got to sit in most of the time and we found that like across the ocean where people were just going to bed because we were on our lunch break. Exactly. Those people were were kicking back and chilling and they were delightful. We had like a whole community of people who would sit sit around, watch us play Rocket League. Most of them were 10 times better than us, but we all had a good time. You know, you you were having to go. You had some momentum and uh, the next thing I hear is like, you guys hear Mixer shutting down. I'm like, I'm sure that's not right. <laughs> it, it's, and it was. And they did so much work to bring it over, so they launch it. Hey, everybody, this is Beam. Use our service, Twitch competition. Everybody's like, cool. And they switch it. Hey, we're changing it up to Mixer. Even though we're brand new, we're already changing our name. It's like, okay, very Microsoft of you. Congratulations. And then that stuck around for what? I don't know, a couple years at least? Yeah. Something like that. And then, yeah, we get, we get the news that it's going – I don't know if Facebook acquired them, they sold it, what happened, or I, that, why Facebook gaming? They had such a bad reputation of, I mean, I think it was time frame skewed. We'll call it six to eight months ago. We were talking about this when we were playing Rocket League a lot, and we were going back and forth on numbers and things like that. And I think there was an article that Facebook was just wildly, wildly exaggerating and inflating their numbers on all of their top streamers to make it seem like things were, I don't even know who a Facebook top streamer is, first of all. Not but either. Exaggerating numbers to make it seem like it was a very used platform, and it was just one of them things. I don't know. I like to keep, if I still used Facebook, I would have liked to keep my, if you call that personal social life, if that's even a thing on Facebook, separate from it's like two different things. I'm not going to invite you to my YouTube channel because you might not like Rocket League or you might not like Warzone or whatever game, Halo, whatever we're playing at the moment. So, like, I don't need to spam you with every time I go live or you don't need to be reminded that I'm live playing this X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I, that's two separate things. And I post it places that I think people would care about that more so instead of just putting it out there. I don't know. Right. I, I couldn't believe this because... <laughs> Even as recently as like two years ago, I guess two and a half now that I went to GDC and they were beforehand, they're like, here's a spreadsheet full of people who are going to be here on behalf of Microsoft. If you want to talk to any of these people, let us know. And near the top of my list, I put the guy who developed most of the Mixer platform, 
It was mm. a lot of it was by one guy, and I thought it'd be fascinating to sit down with that guy because Mixer has different methods that they like to do things, and they're trying some new things that I like. And eventually, when I sent that list back, they're like, "Oh, we can't get you this guy. He's he's hot stuff right now. I mean, like he's he's booked up all week." I'm like, first of all, you put him in the spreadsheet, not me. And, yeah. <laughs> Don't blame but, uh, me for you. <laughs> but uh, I, I wasn't even able to talk to him. And I talked to the guy who had just spearheaded the launch of the uh, Xbox One X. He took all the time in the world, told me, oh, if you want to cool. do follow-up calls, let me know. But I couldn't get that guy. And I, it, Mixer really did do some pretty clever stuff. Um, I, I should backtrack for a moment here and say that one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because uh, on the podcast, I have... We've covered a lot of marketing stuff and promoting stuff for uh, indie studios and just anybody who's releasing a game and stuff. And part of that sort of action strategy that I always recommend is like get yourself onto a streaming platform because development stuff has really taken off there. Whether yeah. it be Twitch or Mixer or uh, you know YouTube's obviously a huge one because you've got that that permanence there. But basically, so. Part of the strategy I would give people is get yourself onto a streaming streaming platform, try to build a community there. They'll follow you the other places you go, and they get that you know, peek behind the curtain at what you're doing. They get to see, you know, how, what are you working on? What's what's your code like? You know, they don't get a, a huge look at your code, but you can sort of give people your mindset, play test in front of them, get people excited when you're not ready to hand it over to people yet, and it's. A lot of people have come back and said, like, yeah, I never thought about it. I need to do it. Or I did do it, and it went really well. And, like, my favorite one was Mixer, and now they're shutting down. <laughs> yeah, it was. I felt like it was – YouTube gaming wasn't quite here yet, to be fair. Also, I think when we – I'm sorry, YouTube gaming has gone. YouTube, the streaming portion of YouTube wasn't a thing yet, I think, when we started Mixer as well. That's probably However, true. I, I mean, I don't – it's – See, I just like competition. I liked what Mixer was doing. It made the experience. We've talked about this multiple times, maybe even on the last time I was on, that when we went to Twitch, uh, nothing against them at all. Obviously, it's where I am now. But when we went to them, it didn't seem like there were people, there was no, like no interaction. And yeah. then we run into just random, a bunch of people from the UK playing Rocket League. And it's not like once they're showing up daily and they're laughing at like, whatever stupid rant me and you are on or 90s trivia are just laughing about nonsense stories from yesterday. Just And they love it. Like they sit there and they come back every day. They were so helpful with me getting – I ended up getting with them on Discord, a bunch of them. Uh, there's probably like a group of – it's ride or dies people. There's like maybe 10-ish of them. Yeah. And one of these dudes knew bots for Mixer, just basic simple stuff. I wasn't trying to do anything fancy. I didn't have the need for that really. But – I mean, it, it was as simple as talking to him for a few seconds. He didn't know me from Boo, and he's like, I got you. Got in my chat. I made him admin for a second. He did all these commands, set me up, just exactly what I need. I mean, you're talking 10 minutes, and he was happy to do it. It was the easiest, most simple thing, and that's all from just meeting somebody through Mixer on Rocket League that laughed at our nonsense. Yeah. And we never had that with Twitch. It was more so just if any interaction at all, it was it was more on the negative side of things. I'm not going to say people just came in and randomly trolled and it was like the Wild West or anything, but definitely not the same experience there. There were there were concrete benefits to Mixer that uh, were only held back by the lower viewership numbers. Like the co-streams were great. Like the theme mm. of Mixer was community and not just like the, the viewers are a community and not just the streamers are a community, but it tried to integrate those in 
ways that Twitch didn't. Like, the co-streams were cool because you could bring two people's audiences together. Uh, Up to four, even. Yeah. Yeah, you and I could stream together. We could have had more people with us. Uh, They had cool integration with different games. Uh, I found that the, like, the one time we had an issue with somebody trolling the the chat, we, Mm -hmm. we mentioned it in like one email. No, it was just one report. I, I put in like two lines of description of what was going on and they banned like four accounts for the same person. And he was gone forever. That. Never came Bill back. Bill sent one. I sent one, you sent one and then we all blocked him. And then, yeah, you, you kept following up on it and got all that good information about him getting what he deserved. Somebody sent a personal message back. Like, thank you so much for letting us know about this. This is exactly what we try to avoid. We're on it. And that was it. That's and great. I, and I was like, long live Mixer, you know, that was, and probably already they knew it was on the way out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure stuff like that, they know it was a long time coming or somebody does. So, and it must suck to work for a place. I mean, maybe they all got acquired and maybe that same people, I don't know what hands, money money shakes hands or forgive me, money goes from hand to hand. Sometimes people go with it. There's different clauses and things like that. So all these people could go to Facebook. All these people could have just lost their job. There could have been like four people total. We don't even really know. It's but, a good point. Like I don't really know what that looks like on the employment side because I don't know if working for Mixer is like working for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. When I met people from Microsoft, they sounded and, – and I've kept up with them over the years. But it sounds for them like moving around is – just part of the thing because it's such a big organization and a lot of them like to move around, but just as quickly, like the guy who got me looped into GDC ended up losing his job just as easy because they were like, well, you know, everybody's moving, moving and shaking and stuff and we don't have room for this one team anymore. And like him and his team were all gone. I find that so hard to believe with big companies like that too. They're trying to, if that were to be the case, Oh, we don't have room for It's like if Facebook said we don't have room, which actually I know somebody that was laid off from Facebook recently due to the pandemic and everything, but I just I find that so hard to believe. It's like you guys are worth so much money. Tell me you can't find room for three people. Stop talking. I was talking to Erica the other day because she was asking me why I don't remember how this came up, but she was asking how is it so different how efficiently Apple runs versus how crazy it seems like everything happens at Microsoft is. It's true. And I thought about it for a second and I said, you know, here's how I would explain that. Let's say uh, you and I and our son Will had, we were in a room together and we had a thousand dollars left at the end of the month and we had to decide how to spend it. So that's just like a basic family situation or something, you know, does it go straight to the bank? Yeah. Do we get, yeah. do we replace a ceiling fan that broke? You know, something like that. Sure. And I said, so let's call that Apple. And now instead, let's invite your extended family, my extended family, <laughs> Will's teachers from school, his classmates' families, and we'll all come into the same room and try to come to the same consensus about what to do with that money, and that's Microsoft. Right. right. Everybody's just so very good to tell you what to do with your own money type situation, but when you're left to your own choices, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know what's best for you and your people, so... It's a giant beast with many heads trying different things. And, I don't know uh, if that's Tim Cook versus whoever, or if that's even the guy at Apple anymore. I don't know. But Well, I was going to ask you about this. If you saw, I think an article just came out yesterday about this topic, where they finally heard from Phil Spencer about this. Did you see that? Really? No, I did not. Where Where was... Oh, you might not have. It was at games gamesindustry.biz, which is... Sort of an unusual hit and miss site, but sure. they they apparently tracked down 
Phil Spencer, and he he put some quotes in here that I don't think he thought through. <laughs> The uh, one that caught my attention, they, were, they asked him, like, what happened? What was going on? And he's kind of shrugging, like, eh, you know, we were trying it and blah, blah, blah. In one of these paragraphs, he says, I don't have regrets. You make decisions with the best information you have at the time. You apply your best effort. And we're in a creative industry. We're in a hits-driven industry. And if we get into this space that we get afraid of disappointment, that we won't achieve what we're trying to achieve as an organization... I think it's fundamental to us that we're not afraid of trying things that might not work. Hmm. And so he's what he's basically saying is like, we started this, we threw money into it nonstop, and then we just decided to stop. Hmm. And later on in the article, he says, it's obviously a disappointment when you try to grow something to the scale it needs to get to and you don't get there. And I thought that was the most ironic thing to tell a bunch of streamers that you just cut off. You know what I mean? Basically, I mean, they still got paid from my, I mean, the big people still got paid. Ninja still kept his 30 mil contract. I'm pretty sure Shroud had something similar. They still got to keep their money and then they also get to decide what they're going to do next and take all their people with them. So I don't know. That was just smaller the most, people probably were hella screwed, though. Yes, I agree with that. I think that was the most careless quote of all time that you tell a bunch of streamers because you know what the streamer grind is like. And you mm-hmm. go, it, it's a disappointment when you try to grow something to the scale it needs to get to and you don't get there. You you just you just cut off a million small streamers and told them, ah, you know, it's a grind and we didn't want to do it. You think they understand that? No. Uh, I mean, most of, most of your big top people, if you just look at top, you follow a couple people, anybody that has 8 to 15,000 plus concurrent views a day, at a certain time, those guys are on. Like I know a guy, most one of the Warzone people that I watch quite a bit. He's probably on from eight thirty nine in the morning until either the sub train stops close to five or even six sometimes. Like that's every day he's hitting that market. And you know what? Good be it for him because make lemon made. Why? No, no, no. Make hay while the sun shines. I'm, I'm full of bad while the quotes sun today. Shines. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, make lemonade while the sun shines and put up hay. There you go. That's what you get for today. <laughs> Squeeze lemons while the cows graze. <laughs> Can't, yes. Anyway, but yeah, I I don't know. Since we're, since we're derailed for a minute and one of yeah. our claims to fame on the streams were uh, really insane 90s trivia... <laughs> I, I wouldn't dive this far off topic if I didn't have a list in front of me. So I'll, I've got a map. I'll get us back. Let's go. I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm with the wife the other night because we still haven't finished it because I've got a new season up. So I, have you watched all of this or part of this? I've watched um, chunks of it in different spots at different times in my life. So I have not watched probably any one season season to completion. So, I mean, you, you know our Lord and Savior, Ted Danson's on it. Yes. And so I won't ruin too much, but in this last season, he's it, he gets involved in a business and he's got like a feud with Larry David. And at one point, he walks out of this store and he's trying to attract business into this store instead of what Larry's doing. And he's like, hey, it's me, Ted Danson. Remember? Cheers, Becker. And I was like, oh, my God, he said Becker. That's so funny. <laughs> Because we used to love Becker. talking about Becker. It's we underrated. Make, we wanted to make sure it was something no one would understand on the stream except for us. And nobody did. I mean, <laughs> Boy Meets World, stuff like that, people could hop on. Any of the Friends references, that's super mainstream. But, like, 
Becker, you really had to be tuned in on like a Thursday night at like 7.30 or something when nobody was watching TV. Or in my but case, man, was a you, great had, show. you had to be on summer break with your grandparents doing nothing. Your friends weren't out playing yet, and it's like 10.30. It's not quite time for lunch yet, but you've got Channel right. 11 on, and they're playing repeats of Becker. And, what a uh, great intro for that show, by the way. Whatever that little jazz guitar was or whatever, just going <laughs> to town, and he's like slapping cabs with his briefcase and stuff, walking through traffic. He's Ted Danson's the man. It's true. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Ted Danson's the man. You you kind of brought up like people who get cut off at Mixer don't have a great place to go if they didn't like Twitch because Facebook. I I agree completely with everything you said. Uh, whether it be for a video game playing streamer or a developer, almost anybody is going to have a real tough time connecting with an audience on Facebook. I, Like you said, you can't necessarily trust the numbers that Facebook puts next to people. They'll show me random streams like, oh, hit this thing and we'll tell you every time Marcus uh, Benson is streaming Fortnite. And I'm like, who right. is that? I don't. Yeah, I, I don't literally know. don't know this guy. So it's showing random people to stream and probably saying like that guy watched your stream. No, I didn't. <laughs> and I probably yeah, muted you hover that over the thumbnail thumbnail that you didn't click or whatever for longer than 10 seconds just to see what is even happening here. Does that count? Like, who knows? Right. Facebook's been caught lying about a million different things that as, as it pertains to their data. So plus the, the problem with Facebook is like it's all it's all your extended family who doesn't care. Your right, own, your grandma doesn't, doesn't care, care that this. I'm going to be on Warzone type thing. Right, she loves you. She's going to send a card at Christmas, but she's not exactly. going to watch you drop in next to the uh, stadium. She doesn't nor, care. Nor would I want her there because she would be somebody would do something. Like if you even had a crowd in your room and she started talking, and it would be your mom jokes, and like oh. it would just turn. You don't want that for grandma either. Just for the record, so that's, that's the better question: is would we want them to, to get involved? Exactly. Like I don't Hi, want my honey. mom there. I don't want my dad there. It's not. It's not their place. Just stay on Craigslist or whatever you're doing for today, and you'll be good. She's doing that thing where she signs and dates all the comments in the chat. <laughs> Estelle. January fifteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Too good. Is your is your uh, girlfriend okay? Are you still with that girlfriend from two girlfriends ago? No, <laughs> oh, Grandma. God. I'm married with two kids now. Thank you, though. Oh, that's the worst one. Oh, the stories I've seen I that could happen. tell. It never happened to me. Well, okay, so it kind of happened to me once. It happened to. I saw it happen to my cousin Andy. She had a guy that was around for like a year. She's yeah. married with somebody else and has a kid now, so it doesn't even matter. She had a guy that was around for like a year, and then they live more like five and a half hours away from grandma instead of like the two and a half I do, so they right. don't get to see her quite as much. And I remember being there. She, yeah, grandma, I don't maybe his name was Tim or something like that. She's like, so how are things with you and Tim? And Andy just looks at her directly in the face. We broke up. Like, attitude and everything. We broke <laughs> up. And I was like, oh, shit, this is awkward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I felt bad for grandma because she just goes, Oh, like who wants pie? You know, <laughs> like, oh, it was terrible. And then my instance was uh, my mom's mom. Uh, we don't see her as much as my dad's mom. We still see her a fair amount. Anyway, she's got other stuff going on in life, especially at the time I was talking about. And she still had like a framed photo of me and two girlfriends ago when I had uh, a new girlfriend up there at the house meeting everybody. And I was like, what the hell is this? Oh, no. 
I didn't even realize she had a frame photo of the other one. It was literally no big deal. The girl was cool about it. And she's like, who is that? And I was like, uh, I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my dearly departed grandmother, who I love dearly, she helped raise me. I, I have nothing but love for her. But good Lord, I brought a girl I was <laughs> dating in junior high. Uh, and not, not late junior high. It was the seventh grade year junior high. There you go. Brought her to church two or three times. My grandmother traded letters with that woman until the day she died. Wow. Sent her Christmas cards, told her way too much about me. And then what I found was that this woman, uh, as an adult, was not someone I would have gotten along with. And Mm. she was a little bit intense. And by the end of that, I had to block her on social Erica's yeah. had to block her on social. She created new accounts to try to like, dude, I, I don't know do if it that. was harassed, but it was like being out That's of touch close. with reality. It was like, yeah, uh, clearly you didn't mean to do this. So I'm going to make a new account and I'm going to, and the few times I tried to talk to her, like, Hey, everything's cool. I've just, you know, we're not going to have this conversation. It's like, well, why did we break up? I thought it was cause your mom made you like, oh well, first gosh. of all, I was 12 and maybe she did. <laughs> I probably got grounded that week. Who knows? You <laughs> I was know? probably grounded. I would rather play Sega Genesis. <laughs> like, what did you? You were my first true. I, I don't want to get too far into it because it's 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 sad more than anything. But it's like, so the that point is, is Microsoft wants this to be your new audience, basically. And both that's, of these people, the grandmother and the woman who won't leave you alone. <laughs> so Phil it's Spencer, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, man. <laughs> Uh, there there had to be a really good cash deal or something for them to put that money towards a new project or some maybe a new console that they're getting ready to release wink wink i don't know something like that maybe i i have no idea how yeah, money is used there that's the question is when they say they partnered up with facebook gaming what does that mean for them right uh, we're gonna get stuck with tiles on our dashboard now of their streaming Facebook. you know who knows I don't. I don't think Microsoft is going to do jack for Facebook moving forward. I think they're just trying Same. to push everyone off, and it doesn't matter from our perspective because we could have done this years ago if we wanted to be on Facebook Gaming. There, we, there's no new benefit to it now, and so uh, my recommendation to the uh, development crowd or the you know game promotion crowd is get your butt back on Twitch and possibly YouTube too, however it suits you, and don't even think about Facebook. Right. My my thought is this, to go along with what you were saying earlier, get yourself on a streaming platform no matter what you do. I've watched, I've seen, not only have I watched, I've seen people like tune into live streams and or just VOD like YouTube style yeah. of anything from people teaching a math lesson, anything from people doing a very long video edit, like two and a half, three, four hours worth of video editing. People go in see the style, what program, you know, people sit there tune into that. And then obviously your, your games, anything that you're playing like that. I think it was one of your, your guys in discord the other day posted a video about him doing some work like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and again, these are people who have come in through the podcast. They've heard some of this and some of them have tried it. And then, um, our, our friends who work on what is it? Retro space ball. They're, they're hitting the marketing stuff hard because I think they're getting somewhat close to their game going out. So we have conversations about that. And uh, Rick, who is, uh, I don't know if he's the lead developer or what, but I think he's pretty much in charge of the project. He's he's saying that he's trying a bunch of stuff with Discord, with Twitch. He's documenting everything. And we're definitely going to have him on. I, I don't want him to hear this and go, 
you MFers are already talking about promotion stuff without me because I, I told them for sure when you're ready, I'll promote you from the site. I'll have you on. We'll talk about it because that's exactly what, what people want to hear about. But um, yeah, he, they're, they're documenting this stuff. And I've always kind of wondered, I know you can upload straight to Twitch the way you would YouTube. Yes. So you can sort of put up more carefully curated content, I guess would be the way to describe that. I've always wondered how that stuff would perform. Cause just as a test, I've uploaded a couple of video podcasts to it and they didn't really do very well, but they also didn't do very well on YouTube. Like those, those two platforms don't care as much about podcasting and that's fine. I'm a little surprised at least for Google, the whole, they haven't done anything for podcasting yet as far as like a platform or something like that. Um, Spotify's really stepping in and oh, Spotify's some big now. Yeah. I mean, Rogan just signed that huge deal, and he still gets to do whatever the hell he wants. I mean, nobody owns it. It's basically his library is just moving over there. Cash yeah. money, 100 mil in his pocket. It's like, my man, you're making moves. Look at you go. And they've done that with a few others since then. And to Spotify's credit, they're really helping out the little guy, too, because yeah. I've gained some momentum on Spotify, and they've let me uh, log into a special dashboard now. They give me the best analytics I have anywhere online. When I was putting together my marketing package to take to advertisers and stuff, mm -hmm. I was able to put in like these beautiful charts and these lists of like, here's every country where someone has downloaded the show. Here's the breakdown of age, gender, uh, interest. Here's the stuff they listen to. Here's all kinds of stuff. So uh, for one thing, it's worth keeping in mind like Spotify is giving away a little bit of data about you as a listener I'm to sure. like podcasters and artists and stuff, but it's, it's not that much. Like I happen to know the, the artists, my listeners like, and I don't honestly know who they are. Cause I listen to stuff from before 2000. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not them. <laughs> H all day. <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Spotify has done a lot for, uh, metrics for anybody who's who's claimed a podcast they'll let me update my feed anytime so i don't have to worry about like i moved hosts and now i can't fix my spotify podcast they've done pretty well by me and the numbers hmm. are pretty good that's good so so that's you, uh you were talking about analytics and it made me think about something and i haven't dove into twitch as much because i had a little more time when i dove into mixer to get familiar with the whole dashboard where you can find things how you set everything up with Twitch, I kind of had an account already there, and it was like Monday, and it's like, oh shit, I'm streaming on Wednesday like normal. I better make sure everything just works, stream keys good, and I can go, and I haven't really dove into anything yet. But yeah. one thing I do remember about Mixer is in your analytics, it broke down on a pie chart, if you recall, all the different ways people were watching and kind of where they were watching, like regions they were watching from. Yeah. So you would see like... We saw a lot of the UK. We saw a little bit of like South America stuff, a little bit of the US. And then it would tell you also like Chrome browser, Xbox, Twitter, whatever app, other, you know, it would, it would kind of break it down a little bit generically like that. And I don't know if Twitch has anything like that, but I will say this. One thing I do like at the end of each stream on Twitch, I've been getting an email and it tells me stats for that recent. I'm talking within maybe five minutes, even if it's like a three hour stream, you get an oh, email. Yeah. I remember stats that. of like concurrent views, unique views, new followers. Like it gives you a top four or five thing right there. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's something I've wanted my whole life doing streaming, which it hasn't been long, just to be fair. But I think that's awesome. So maybe I could dive in and find a little more on analytics there. But that is something already 
like just from the Switch and not setting much up, I was very impressed with. Yeah, and Twitch has a couple of really good views. Like you, you showed us a screenshot of the moderator view on on mm-hmm. Twitch, which was very helpful. You said, yeah, I, it was. It made if if you had a lot to deal with, like more than just two or three people talking in chat, it it gave you a lot of useful tools. Yes. So I mean, that's nice. One of the other things I miss from from Mixer already is the Xbox integration, like the overlay yes. and stuff. You could see the chat on your screen. If you're streaming straight from the Xbox, yes. you you don't have your laptop or your phone in front of you and you're just doing your thing. Uh, it was nice to be able to see the chat on the screen and reply to people because I've, I've done a stream since then already on Twitch. Uh, I was playing Minecraft Dungeons, which was fun, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you, you and a couple of friends were in the chat. I had no idea what was going on. And I didn't they know that I didn't something. know. Yeah. They definitely need to do something with that because there's, number one, we are in a very cool situation in 2000. Nobody would ever, <laughs> you'll never hear this said in 2020 ever again, but we're in a very cool situation here in 2020, <laughs> dot, 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 yeah. with the fact that uh, you, can, you can start streaming with like nothing at all. Um, as long as you have your console and a headset nowadays, you can pretty well get yourself out there. Even select webcams, you can plug directly into your box. Yes. So for the cost of a console and a, maybe a $50 webcam, you're good to go. It's not going to be the greatest quality. You're not going to be an aid shot or anything, but like you can do it and get yourself out there and potentially find your people, hook up, and make something of yourself. So I'm very jealous in that aspect because we barely had YouTube growing up. It definitely wasn't what it is now. Um, Twitch may have been Justin.tv at that point, just brand new. Yeah. But we had nothing, and to do any type of streaming service like that was – you're talking like a minimum of like four, five hundred, six hundred bucks, and it's like that's a lot when you're thirty. That's true. So <laughs> it, it's true, uh, and I, I would go as far as to say on the webcam front, I don't even think it's that much. I think I spent maybe yeah. twenty five, thirty on my newer webcam from Logitech, and it's it's not like four K. Do they even have four K webcams? That seems silly. I'm sure they do. Mine, they, mine's mine's eighty. <laughs> I don't feel like many people even have the capability. So we'll touch on this since we're here. Um, new consoles, next-gen everything, new peripherals. Okay. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have the best quality output possible. 4K. Um, they're even talking that they're saying these new consoles are 4K ready, 8K capable. And I'm like, all right, what the hell's 8K? Like, what happened to 5K? People were talking about that for a half a second. Now we're talking about 8K already? Okay. So does that mean to, like, stay up on everything? I'm not big on graphics and things like that. Obviously, I play on console anyway. But to stay up on everything, am I? do I need a new monitor? I noticed they haven't released a full spec chart of the whatever the new Xbox is called or even a price point. They're just saying holiday season. But I noticed when they did the little concept thing of, they have the Xbox together and then they pull it apart piece by piece and spin it around and show you all the design and things like that. I noticed that there wasn't an optical audio board on there. And I was like, why are we going backwards in 2020? Yeah. That makes no sense at all to me. But say, I don't know if that's for sure, obviously, or anything like that. So it just it makes you wonder a little bit. Yeah, I'll say a couple of unpopular things about uh, the upcoming consoles. The, the, first, the first one to address the 4K monitor situation I recently bumped up to my first 4K monitor, and it's huge, and it's right here in my face. And I'll go as far as to say it's a little bit much. <laughs> Is that the – okay, so I'm new at this too. Is that like 144 hertz then as well, or is that not quite? I think it is, but I don't recall now because it's been, it's been probably a good year now. 
but I know that plays a factor into some things and people are like, it's the only way to do it. And it's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's the real deal. Like it's the full blown, like everything. And, nice. um, so I've, I've played games from the PC on it, of course, cause that's what you have to try to do. And I've mm-hmm. got my Xbox one, not the X, but the, uh, earlier Xbox one here on my desk. So I've played mm-hmm. on that as well. And that's great. I have to kind of scoot back a little bit or it's just way too in my face. And how big, like 27, 26, something like that. Yeah. It, it like, it's in the neighborhood of 27. There you go. So that's all fine. But I seem to recall <laughs> that even before this, when we were hitting the 1920 by 1080 days and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, experts were going like, you know, going much beyond this isn't going to matter because your eye can't really even appreciate the details beyond this point anyway. Especially on a monitor that size. Like maybe when it got to your your huge TVs or something. But yeah, that's pretty pretty well anything under 32 is my understanding of what you just said. And and now we're talking like 8 and 12 and 64K and all this stuff. Right. So um, I'm I'm not a huge fiend for that, that kind of uh, specifics. Like I, I want a beefy processor. I want a good fast hard drive in this thing. Stuff yeah. I will definitely notice right away if it's off. The display stuff, I don't have such a keen eye for, man. I'm, I'm a developer. I'm a designer, somewhat of an artist, and I still do not care this much about you know this 4K. It's not the good 4K. It's the real 4K over here. You know, blah blah blah. It's fine. Yeah, it's, fine. it's like. You could say the same, I guess, for sound. Is it true Dolby 7.1 or is it still just, you know, it's like, okay, I don't, what are you talking about here? I, See, I'm, it, I'm you're splitting to, hairs. Right. I'm having to figure that out, too, because Dolby is is moving fast and hard into the podcast arena. Mm-hmm. And they're sending me, um, they've let me in on a few trial runs of new app services they're doing. Like, load your raw audio into this app. We'll master it for you automatically based on what preset you want, and then you can upload it to your your podcast host, and it'll be the greatest sounding audio and whatever. And I've found myself now, the audio stuff, I've had to train myself to to hear because it's important in this sort of line of work. But I've been doing this seven years, and I've got a very specific process that I follow, and I try to put out the best audio I can. But some of these tools I'm running this stuff through... I'm I'm hitting like three, four different presets, going back to the raw thing, the auto thing, this and that, and a lot of it sounds like exactly the same to me. Yeah. And and especially if they told me on the Xbox, like you definitely need this Dolby whatever, uh, I I would go mm. like if if it's free, fine, and if I don't have any choice, fine. Otherwise, just leave me alone. They sent me something. I had to buy a new mix amp around Christmas time. I bought one from Astro, one of the new ones. And they Dolby sent me something in there, like a, a new service that they were trying. And it was like a three-month or a month trial of something. I was like, I think I even asked you about it. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Do you want it? <laughs> I'm oh. just kind of, as long as I can hear people and talk, I'm good. I really don't care. And I was probably dealing with the other ones, and I probably didn't even probably. think about it. But uh, <laughs> it's it's cool because they Dolby themselves, they keep coming up. They've also integrated something into SoundCloud. So I do mm. upload straight to SoundCloud. And if that auto mastering sounds good, like I'll go ahead and leave my last steps off. I'll upload raw audio and see what it sounds like. Maybe it'll be great. But yeah, you can, saving time. And if it sounds just the same or better, or whatever, that's fine. They'll let you do it like three times for free per month. And then like if you want to do a fourth one or more, it's like three ninety nine each. But 
I'll do the last one myself. I, I'd try it. I, if it saves right. me time, that's great. But yeah. we were, we went down that rabbit hole to get back to if you're getting into streaming, it's not too late. Mm-hmm. You you can get started cheaper than ever. These Logitech cams are awesome. They yes, they're uh, 25 30 bucks for like the one from last year, which is still perfect. And uh, we were talking about the stream decks where you can um, Elgato has a really expensive version of this. Yes. But um, OBS, you can load it onto a tablet you've already got or a smartphone and yep. set up preset buttons to do all the different cool stuff. So you can do a pretty high production stream for next to free. I mean, basically, people from what come, it would have costed five cost five years ago to now is it's insane. It's so great. Right. What people come to me the most often about is microphones and they go like, you do this. You must know about the microphones. And I tell them, I know a little about the microphones. I'll tell you everything I know. Start with a start with a Yeti. Absolutely. Yetis are yeah. fantastic. Even Bang if you have buck. to do like the cheap snowball one, don't yeah. hesitate. Yeah. And then if you if I were to show you episodes I've done on my nice blackout Yeti, and then the one where I moved up to a Shure microphone that was like three or four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. uh, not only do they sound very similar the older ones might sound a little better because the configuration and like the right distancing and positioning for these expensive microphones is difficult. So Mm. I'll still be a little hit and miss on this like very fancy studio mic plugged into my, uh, Scarlet interface here on my desk. Like it's big business and it's, it's a specialty I don't necessarily completely have yet. So, uh, don't be afraid to start cheap and start easy because the next thing you know, like you've got perfectly good quality and you can do, try it. Development streams, community streams. You can. Uh, I know somebody who was going to do like workouts and stuff on Twitch. There's yes. room for all that. Sports. Yes, it's fantastic. I okay. So we're talking about it, and I have not done my homework. So anybody that's listening, feel free to chime in and roast me later. That's fine. <laughs> I've been paying attention to Formula One racing for the past two years. Oh, nice. Not very, not very knowledgeable on a lot, but I know a little about a little. Supposedly, there is this dude, I think he races for House, H-A-A-S, racing. His name was Lando Norris, which sounds like a Star Wars character, I know, but mixed with Chuck Norris. But Lando Norris, I think he was one of like the top 10 Twitch streamers. He had one of those very sick racing setups where you're in a racing seat, you know, the F1 steering wheel, three or four monitors around you. You feel all the turns and stuff. I think he was like a top 10 Twitch streamer doing that. And I don't know if that's because F1 was on hold due to COVID or if legit this is how he started. He took podium three two races ago, like two weeks ago, like top three racers in the world coming from Twitch. And then he took fifth last week. So I was like, that's so stinking impressive to me, just that you can translate from if it is, you know, somebody took their time with whatever simulator he was on and made it as realistic as possible for training. He is able to then just transfer that to a car that does like 200 mile an hour. No big deal. Insane. Yeah, it's I'm super impressed by all that. Uh, There's like three levels of this. There are the straight up F1 like champion level racers Mm -hmm. who do this in their off time and they train this way and they stay fresh. And I think that's very cool. There's a scene strictly for the the Formula One simulators, just the fans who you know, aren't really going to jump into a real F1 vehicle right. and, and uh, risk their lives or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and they have cutthroat competition as well. Like that competition is fully legit all on its own. And then there's a new level since COVID 
I think mostly where people like me is like, I like Forza and <laughs> I play need for speed and I'm going to do this. And I've got my two monitors and my, uh, little joystick race wheel thing. And right. we, I'm going to do it. And then the people who are on my level are doing need for speed crap to people in the legit, uh, simulations and they're running yeah. people off the road and getting up <laughs> under them and sending them off the track and stuff. And the other two levels are violently angry about this. They're ready to murder someone. That's not the gentleman's way. That's not our agreement. I could show you. <laughs> I know a guy who, who I used to do. We were freelancers for the same journalism site and he knows more about this stuff than I do. And I really enjoy following his tweets about it, but he sort of covers how, violently angry these people are getting because some some noob some 15 year old jumped on this thing and put him into the you know guardrail during a race and cost him the win and i don't know if they're betting money on this stuff or what but they're ready to send a hitman it's very funny it reminds me of yeah basically yeah they get they get very upset with that what we just talked about made me think of people that already have a platform of sorts yeah be it your your Joe Rogan, young Jamie, Joe Rogan, you know, Jamie, the guy that looks up everything at light speed before Joe finishes a sentence and has information on it. Sure. He streams. He's using his platform from Joe, but he also streams whatever. Smart. People like that all the way to like professional NBA players that have not started in the league yet. ESPN has been showing professional NBA players making professional 2K teams playing it. And then, like, ESPN are showing those games. I think that's <laughs> genius. If you already it have is. a platform, we struggle so hard to get a platform, basically. If me and you could go out last year, instantly rack up the 2,000 followers on Mixer or whatever we needed, plus the time in streaming hours, which would have been nothing at that point, to have a platform and start making money and be partnered and doing whatever, we would have been doing that. Like, what else would we be doing? I wouldn't be at work. Like, forget right. this. I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. Like, I can make money doing what I love. That's what I'm going to do. But these guys already have a platform. They could basically – they already have Twitter followers or whatever they're using. They could basically tweet out once and probably easily get between – I mean how many people – if it was Michael Jordan in his prime, he tweeted out if Twitter was a thing, hey, y'all, going to play 2K97 or whatever it would have been at the time. Right. People would have tuned in with a quickness. Everybody loved him. So if you – even like Shaq who doesn't even play anymore right now, he just is hilarious and he's in a commentating booth and he does insurance commercials. <laughs> but like people would love to go watch it. You have a platform that is an untapped market. That is un like, free money, in my opinion. You can make your own money. It's it's insane to me that people just haven't figured that out or just won't do it. I think it's, it's so so simple. I think it's a three pronged approach. You have to be doing something where you you don't necessarily have to start with a following. It helps, but you right. have to be able to develop a following. There have to be people interested in what you're doing. Like the farming simulator streams are only going to go so far. Yes. <laughs> but so like if you are compelling or what you're doing is compelling, you you have a chance. So next is you have to put in the work, you, you know, get a schedule, do do the work and uh, don't let the majority of your streams be like no mic, no, no cam, no anything. Right. Uh, right. Actually interact with the people doing this stuff and and have a little production value to it. Yeah. So Twitch makes this easy. You know, you can have a nice clean stream. It can be just very basic. You don't have to do anything fancy. Or you can throw in some effects. Be smart about it. 
uh, do some cool transitions and get some different camera angles or, uh, you know, cut away to just you and talk to the camera for a few minutes, that kind of thing. But otherwise, you're, <laughs> you, you risk ending up like, what, what did I say? I pulled it up actually right here. Ronda Rousey got on Facebook Gaming and oh proved, proved every thing we've said here absolutely correct because <laughs> I posted this and I said it was a screenshot of her stream and it said the more de- details I notice the sadder this gets so it says Ronda Rousey is live now playing Dragon Ball Z and she goes by popular demand I'm here to go over 9,000 burp, 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 burp. I'm about to get real nerdy so I'm watching this she's Ronda Rousey she has under 4,000 viewers she's doing a charity stream which has raised about eight hundred dollars sure from 37 people the comments the shares are dangerously low and i told somebody next to me i was like what hope does anyone have if she can she just came from the ufc as a champion fighter she went to the wwf where she or wwe whatever Whichever one it is. Where she's got a lot of momentum behind her. Maybe you like her, maybe you don't. But you can't deny she's a prominent, you know, public figure. And she She's relevant, for sure. She absolutely cannot get this going. And if she was on Twitch, I, I'm sure it would be five, ten times what, what she had going there. I would think it would be five, there. ten times more. And if she really still had trouble at that point, number one. Don't do it. She yeah. has to know somebody that knows somebody that could, you know, give her a little guidance in that department. Like, use... You're in a you're in a position to an extent use it. Don't just let that opportunity pass you by because you can't figure something out. Like you're famous, you got money. Talk to somebody, get some guidance, figure it out. Yeah. So I mean, the, the recipe has to be right. Is my point? Like you have to be yes. in the right place, yes. doing the right thing. If and, she went to Vimeo, nobody's watching. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not going to happen. Uh, somebody who does this really well is uh, my friends from Silverware Games, uh, Michael and Sai, who came on to the podcast one time to talk about uh, Matchigachi Z, their their match three game that, that they're working on. Both really cool, very funny people, very entertaining people. And what they do is they will do development streams, they'll play test their game on streams, and then to keep things going. Because those things you don't get to do that often because you've got to do development in between and and put in the actual work or the game's not going to get made. But during that time, I think once or twice a week, they'll get on and play like retro games they like. And That's so cool. They've got like a rotating list of two or three different people who will get on and run the stream. And I think they're doing well with that. So like that's, that's, a, that's a good that's formula. Smart. Yeah. That's smart because you're building two things at once there because they're working on their game. They're also building a social streaming presence or whatever i don't know if you want to call that social media or not but a social online presence like that and then if somehow those could cross paths later and grow them both even further like you're just winning and winning that's great yeah it's win on top of win and uh the last thing i want to hit on just to make this a full-on sort of community management uh episode because this is great because you're doing all this stuff is we can talk about discord for a few minutes because you and i have both started discord servers that i kind of feel like they're thriving I agree. Um, I, I yours, think the time is right for Discord now. Yeah, well, I think I'm late to the party. I'm going to be honest with you. I've been hearing people yeah, talk about it for, I mean, everything from Pokemon to whatever. I've been hearing people talk about it. And I was like, is it just like another like another little, like, is this TikTok? You know what I mean? Is this just like another <laughs> little social WhatsApp app? Like, I don't need one more of those. I got my little Facebook thing. 
And then I got so fed up with every everything about Facebook. So done with it. More so yeah. just the people on it. If Facebook was left to its own to do whatever, that would be fine. But I, I just I got tired of it, so I left. But I needed I needed my gaming people. That's how I communicated. Primarily Messenger is how I communicated with you. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. So once I found out Discord and found out that it's everything I wanted and more minus all the crap, I was like, this is fantastic. Bye. This is right. all I'm doing now. So yeah, I feel like I was late to the party, but it's you can you can set up bots on there. You can so ride or dies people have like watch parties and stuff on there. They listen to music together. Like you can set up and do so much with it that I have absolutely no idea about. And I'm just happy to use it for messenger and places to discuss topics we all enjoy, disc golf, booze, whatever, anything. Really, it's fantastic. Yeah. So Keeps basically- it organized, it feels. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've I've had a Discord account for probably four or five years already, and I was doing nothing with it. I uh, my buddy John had it. He sort of introduced me to it because a lot of Steam users would use it. So the PC mm-hmm. gaming crowd has been on top of this for a long time. But I would just use it to message with him a little bit. He had a server where nothing was ever happening, which that's not a slight against him. Most people did. That's what it was like. People were not really accustomed to doing things that way and now we're in a situation where everyone's doing everything remotely people don't have co-workers sitting around them right now uh in many cases so virtual co-working is is more of a thing than it used to be and we i think we tackled two different things that both worked really well on discord which in your case we moved a Facebook group full of like co-gamers and friends who played games together over to Discord where we just we had no trouble recreating all the functionality we had on Facebook yeah. and then some. It's true. So that group seems a lot happier there except for Ted who keeps posting on the Facebook and no one looks at his stuff. See, and I haven't even logged in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll post something and go, even though everyone's on Discord, no one's going to see this and I'll see it What's and I won't comment. He already just, knows that. <laughs> I'll just shut the, the window and go back to Discord. <laughs> but He's so it, goofy. Like, he did use that really cool feature, though. You could even live stream directly into Discord. Like yes. he had that channel set up, remember? I was like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, that's for sure part of this strategy. Um, in my case... I started an official Discord server for Code Right Play and for right. to a lesser extent for the podcast where you know I could promote it from the site, promote it from the podcast, uh coderightplay.com, you can find our Discord server on the front page. But we're you know, I said in the last episode we're at about 25 approaching 30. Now we're a week later, 30 approaching 35 people and a lot of them are active and we just it's everything I wanted it to be. It's kind of what I wanted Patreon to be. When I tried Patreon, I mean, there's the barrier of paying to enter. I get it. Right. People didn't want to do that. But when they were in there, we had a tight-knit group of people who were doing the same thing. I knew they were interested in what I was saying. I was interested in what they were saying, and we could share thoughts and talk about projects and sort of uh, push the direction of the content I created elsewhere. I loved that part of it. After a year, the same four people had been picking right. up oh man half the tab half the tab for my um audio hosting and and website stuff but i didn't want four people plus me to pay all the bills that wasn't fair so right. i said i'm happy to pay for this stuff let me go to discord where anybody can join it's no problem happy to have everybody and i can hear about great projects they work on stuff i don't necessarily always have time to help cover on the site or whatever but like we can talk about it 
share feedback. I can create channels for art and audio and programming and just all the stuff we do. Streamers where you and you and our friend Bill can uh, tell us when you're going to go online. If we're nearby, we can watch you stream. I can stream into it. I have yep. a bot that posts when we publish new podcasts so people can see that. that. Yeah. So many good things happening in Discord. So I would put out the strong recommendation. If you're running a studio, if you're creating a game, if you're trying to start the community who you're going to rely on after you launch a product, Discord is a fantastic place. And you're, you're leaving part of the community on the table if you don't start a Discord server or something like it. You know, people right. use Slack and there are some social features to Trello and stuff, but I don't think anybody's mm -hmm. doing what Discord does right now. No, I agree. Uh, the functionality of it's pretty well out there by itself right now until somebody else comes along. But it's it's been nothing but amazing. I think all week long, I don't know, is this week? It had to be last week. Today's only Wednesday. So last week, I think I saw everybody from Canada to St. Louis just like sliding in or whatever it says when some hope you brought pizza whenever they come into your <laughs> yeah. server or whatever. I mean, it's growing pretty rapid for you. That's great. And you've been adding new topics for everything from code write play to stuff you're writing on to animation to the the disc golf stuff you've been putting in there, like the the game stuff you've been working on. That yeah. guy posted his video of him doing all the working and it. Everybody's just bringing like somebody's always talking in your channel about something and whether I know what it is or not. I think that's really cool. That's what it is. Like I tell people I want, you know, what I do to be part of a community. And Discord has been a nice way for people to go. He wasn't BSing like he's in here talking to us and I'm, right. I'm genuinely interested in what these people are doing. I so I'm sure this is coming, but I haven't had to kick anyone out or curtail yeah. any poor behavior or anything. They're good tools for that. But yes. I've noticed not only are people coming in from hearing the podcast, they come in from seeing it on the website, and right. there are several directory sites that actually are bringing in good traffic, like quality people, who if I go like bump the server on their uh, listing every, you know, like twice a day, I'll go to these three sites and just bump my server, and that helps them know that it's active, and they put me up further in the rankings and stuff, and people mm. come in that way. And it's been awesome. So that's another great way to right. do some community management. I think I've seen two, two people, at least in the past week, week and a half, coming to yours saying, hey, I was searching for podcasts. I found yours and then I came here. Something along those lines. And and I was those, like, that's, that's getting what, exactly what you want done right there. And then it's a place where hopefully people can come together. I think I even saw one guy ask if, is anybody available to work on this? Does somebody want to make a game? Let's do, you know, just little things yeah. like that. That's really cool. Yeah, um, and, and that was nice sort of affirmation because uh, it is a little bit time-consuming to set up the bots for the different uh, directory sites. They've each got to have a bot in your chat. They don't seem to mess with anything or you know spam the, the board or anything, but they do mm -hmm. have to be in there to sort of um, – I think that it checks to see if it's active and checks to see if it's spam and stuff like that. But so that part's a little bit of work. So it was nice to hear people come in and go, oh, I saw this over at discordservers.com or uh, discord.org. And right. I, I came in. So it does seem to be worth it. So I'm, I'm going to be encouraging other um, Discord admins to do that stuff. We were talking about moderation. If this thing yeah. keeps growing, like I may have to be at a, at a point where I have to have somebody helping me, like keep an eye on that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Fantastic, highly recommended. What a good problem to have, right? It, what good. <laughs> Finally getting into those good problems like Right. Also, guest booking, we we're starting to get some good problems. Let me tell you a quick tale of th 
three potential podcast guests for this week, of which you are, of course, Let's one. Let's hear. So this is kind of a three little pig story. <laughs> the first little pig came to me was a world class. I mean, we're talking top 10, top five book publisher who said, we just published a book for somebody who we think is a good fit for your show. We would love if you would consider having him on as a guest. And I said, uh, I, I probably shouldn't talk to people like a fanboy, but sometimes I do. I said, hey, I, I love uh, a lot of you guys' books. I think this guy sounds great. I'm sure we could have a good show. I'm happy to do it. We emailed back and forth probably four times each direction, and they went silent after I said, um, I have recording times in the morning, and I can work, but I can work out anything. You know how right. I do this thing. If the worst yes. you're going to hear is my son in the background hanging out, and it's great. Nobody cares, especially yeah. now, because this is the way yeah. the world works now. We're all oh, remote. Yeah. We all have kids running around. So that publisher dropped off the radar after they said, like, he would prefer not to do morning things. And if we could do afternoon, that's great. And I said, positively awesome. No problem. Tell me when and we'll do it. And they never emailed me again. This guy's book that's came out. Maddening. And I was like, okay, so he's he's going to be busy. That's fine. Yeah. But then like the next morning, I watched him sit on Reddit and do an AMA all morning that was very sparsely attended. <laughs> like hmm. would have reached many, many more people doing the podcast, which goes out to 50 countries. And you right. know, each, each episode settles in at thousands of uh, downloads right now. Uh, so, and it wasn't like, normally I would be like, okay, well I need to be assertive and I need to get back with this person and go, Hey, we, we dropped off and I'd like to know when you want to do this. At some point I go, well, go to hell. It's, I, I don't want to yeah. hear it. Uh, yeah. it's moving on. Yeah. So the second little pig was a publisher of textbooks that I'm a nerd and I love. Sure. And they said, we've got a guy who just put out a book who seems like a good fit for your podcast. We would love to know if you would like to have him on as a guest. And I was more excited about this one because it was directly, directly related to what we do. I emailed back. I said, oh, my God, you guys taught me math when I was a kid. That's how far you and I go back. <laughs> I literally learned math from one of their textbooks <laughs> in, uh, you know, like first grade. Right. And uh, this person goes back. He goes, oh, man, I'm about your age. I love hearing from people who like you know, remember these books from way back when, and this is awesome. This is, this is very cool. And they said, I'm going to introduce you to you. Let me know if I can ever set up a discount or a giveaway for the audience, stuff like they couldn't have been cooler. They got me in touch with the guy. The guy himself went like, I'm traveling right now. It's busy with the launch, but I will get back to you that I'm very happy about. That was the right way to do that. And we just haven't had the opportunity to uh, circle back yet, but he's going to be on the show very soon, and that's going to be That'll awesome. Be then finally, the best little pig, Matt Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I go to I've him and I go, <laughs> I go, hey, I'm I'm frantically trying to set up shows. I'm in this weird backlog of people who are uh, sort of dropping out. I I was worried I was going to have to record both of those guys in like two days, then edit shows and slight right. one of them by going, I have to put yours next week or the week after. And in, in reality, I wasn't ready to record with anybody. And I went to Matt Hill and he goes, oh my God, things are so busy right now. Would it be okay if we waited like three days and then recorded? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of we course. had stuff going on over the weekend. That's basically all that was. And then 
next week I'm out on vacation. I'll actually be at the lake all week. So I wanted to get it done before that. Otherwise, I would have just left you hanging like two other little pigs that shall not be mentioned. <laughs> but that I want to communicate to listeners who promote things and will email people trying to set up their own appearances and stuff. That is the essence of what you need to capture. That thing that's like, oh, my God, I've got one thing Tuesday and one thing Thursday and go. And instead of going, can I just get back to you in a couple of weeks? Go. Right. I I definitely have one hour on Easily. one day. That's how I approach things too. Like if right. I'm if I'm sleeping more than four hours, or if I have two hours during the day, I can spend one appearing on someone else's podcast. I do it all the yeah. time. Yeah. And if you, it's a question of like, do you really want to reach every possible audience? Now, maybe they decided that I don't have enough listeners for them or something, but. I, I got news for you, like I was doing better business than what they did on a Reddit AMA that no one knew about. So. Right. I mean, who's going to say no to – who should say no to free press? Good press, free press, whatever. Like it's not you, – you're not this guy out there to slander people or troll people or gotcha people. Like you're just out there to talk about the stuff you love and put it out there and have a good time while you're doing it. One more obscure 90s story and I'll let you go. Let's Let's do it. <laughs> So we were on your Discord server talking about Boy Meets World. Yes, we were. Just me and you and the whole channel, basically. But yes, we were. <laughs> as, as the onlookers can, confusedly str- scratch their heads. And those are our other personal friends who didn't get it. Yes. So that's how deep this goes. <laughs> uh, so I was, I was talking about the episode Chick Like Me, which w- is hailed as a, a great special episode because Sean's a ladies' man and has a lot of bad dating breakups and stuff. And, and to see how he's making women feel, he and Corey dress up as women and like work a shift at a restaurant or go on a date with a guy or something. It's very funny 90s stuff. But I brought up the point that you could tell the direction this was headed in one of the very first scenes when Sean's eyebrows were already twe- tweaked to oblivion. <laughs> like, like they had plucked the eyebrows almost completely off this dude's head, and he already looked very feminine in that scene. And I was like, there's only one direction this could be going. <laughs> and sure enough, a few scenes later, he is dressed as a woman and, and doing his thing. So that's not the whole story. I thought that exchange was so funny that I posted it on Twitter like, oh, Discord is for productivity, but here's how we're spending our time. And people thought that was funny. Well, one of the people who commented on that was a guy known as Superfan Giovanni, who uh, has done a lot of work for Adam Carolla. Okay. He's also a podcaster. He's He's got his hand in a lot of pies, and he's got a little bit of a following. He's a real nice guy. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook, too. Like, we've known each other a little while. Not That's close cool. or whatever, but we get to talk sometimes. And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, my God, you're so right about this. He goes, if you're interested, Ryder Strong does a literary podcast now that you might enjoy. And I said, wow, you're, yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for the heads up. And I didn't think much else of it. But he did mention Ryder Strong. We had mentioned Boy Meets World in the, in the tweet by that time. And the next day, my WordPress analytics app started going nuts. And it wasn't... <laughs> it's <laughs> it a Clarissa was, experiment all over again. It's the Clarissa <laughs> thing all over. Uh, I couldn't tell how the traffic was coming because they were all going to my domain name, just my top level domain coderiteplay.com. So there weren't any articles that linked or anything. So the last time this happened was the Clarissa thing when she had reposted that article that I wrote about the show 
and everybody went to the domain that I had listed in my profile, which was CodeWritePlay.com. So I thought, oh my God, what happened? Did did Ryder Strong see that? Is Sean Hunter mad at me? <laughs> You're <laughs> pissing off all the 90s people. <laughs> so, and the truth is I still haven't figured out exactly what happened, but I did go listen to an episode of their podcast that they recorded like yesterday. And I sort of skipped my way through it to make sure that Ryder Strong wasn't like bad mouthing me on, <laughs> on his podcast. Some guy at this website. And and secretly, I was kind of hoping he did like talk about that that episode. <laughs> that would have been funny. I think I think more likely he really wants that to be in the past and does not talk about that stuff. But something's That's going the on. With being a child star, right? You don't know if they like. But they went all the way through like college, didn't they? They spent. I mean, he spent the first half of his life doing this. Didn't, so I didn't even watch the new the new uh, Girl Meets World. Yeah, whatever. Were their parents now? Is he even in that one? I'm not sure. He he may be out for good, and he may just want to put it all behind him. So yeah, yeah. I, I can't blame him for that. Long live Feeny. That's all I care about. Long live Feeny. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 better keep its hands off Feeny. Uh. Yeah, he's off limits. You hear me, Corona? Off limits. Take me instead. <laughs> <laughs> I still couldn't believe Minkus was in that movie. That's what sparked that whole That's conversation. What started, I'm talking. It was, there was a Minkus it was a, appearance. It was an Apple TV movie with Tom Hanks. It's about World War II ships that are guiding. Uh, it's called Greyhound. It's that's the name of his battleship that he was the commander of, or whatever, and they're guiding like merchant ships across the sea to the allies that needed supplies type thing and they're fighting these u-boats underwater and he pulls some really slick cool stuff him being tom hanks and i guess it's mostly a true story or whatever but yeah i'm watching the movie and then randomly one of like the corpsmen behind him that's relaying all the calls or commands through the phone to everybody in the crew it's like i looked to my wife i was like is that minkus she's like i think it is and he was in it like two more times for like 40 seconds total in the whole movie and i was like minkus you're still alive i love that your wife knew minkus too i I respect that it's fantastic you just remember little things like that or it's like a face you know you haven't seen that old ever but you used to see a lot when you were like 20 years younger and you're like why do i know this person so so go watch greyhound starring minkus also featuring tom hanks yeah, also featuring Tom Hanks. Only about an hour and a half long. Sticks pretty well to everything. Mostly action. Good stuff. Nothing by our Lord and Savior, Ted Danson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he could make an appearance. He could have made an appearance. He'd be the kind of guy who would do something in the background randomly and not get credited, and people would figure it out years later. Every time every time I think of Cheers, if it's not Woody Harrelson being weird and funny, I think of either Norm or Cliff sitting at the end of the bar, and I think about the episode. I don't really have much context other than this, so this is really bad. It's the episode where supposedly Ted Danson, I can't think of his name at the moment, in the show. Uh, that's terrible. Anyway, he was supposedly losing, losing his bartending mojo. Like he should have been, he used to be able to stand in the middle of the bar pour a beer and then slide it like half the distance of the bar to somebody and have it stop right in front of them without spilling a drop type thing. Yeah. And I remember the episode where like he Sam was Malone, losing by it. the way, Sam Malone. Thank you. He was, lo- he used to be like a pitcher for the Red Sox or something, right? He was like a famous ball pitcher or something in the show I thought. And then he became working pitcher there, which for the is Red why. Sox, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I don't remember how I remember that. And then also Kirstie Alley was a thing in there as well. Oh, yeah. And I think of Cliff the Mailman being the pig from Toy Story a lot. (laughs) (laughs) 
and that's I think it. about that a lot. <laughs> I don't know who John Ratzenberger was, but I remember his name in the credits or whatever in the opening. I was like, Ratzenberger, that's a name. Anyway, that's how my mind works. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> that, I'm going to make a meme for you. It's going to be <laughs> like the, the wife next to the husband in bed. Like, I bet he's thinking about yeah. other women. And you're right. thinking about like, I can't believe the mailman from Cheers was the pig from Toy Story. <laughs> Basically. And then you have, uh, okay, so Vegas Vacation, the dealer that gave what's-his-face Chevy Chase all the crap at the casino. Yeah. He's Rex the Dinosaur. Rex the Dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Famous Pixar sightings. There you go. That's that's all I got. And, oh, hey, Tom Hanks, you know, Woody, Tim Allen, Buzz, whatever. Anyway. Of course, yeah. And And I'm the last man watching Last Man Standing. I watched it quite a bit at a point and then i haven't i it's too hard with the cast changes it is and my free time now i just i'm so interested in games and trying to set up stream stuff right now that's like all if i get even the wife's in on it now if we're like streaming lego star wars that's right mike that's us if i'm playing warzone it obviously it's just me every now and then i might get a free second to do something else but more than likely i'm either setting stuff up or do it it's just something i really so all right, we'll touch on this and then we'll really get out of here because okay. you'll you'll appreciate this. New Halo Infinite. All right, that's supposed to be shown this month. Shown, I'm sorry, shown this month. Yes. Gameplay footage of the one that's supposed to drop this year. Yep. If you're paying attention to anything at all and you play a lot of PC, Master Chief Collection has finally slowly started to be released on PC. Yesterday, right. the most recent edition was Halo 3. So anybody that loved Halo 3, you can now play it on PC. That's me. They have all these pros. All these pros that have played Halo forever on console, like 2000 and Halo 3 is probably 2007. So anything Halo 1, Halo 2 on, if you've been around that long and you've played, they're slowly, it's like 1, 2, and 3 so far. And I think they still have to do Reach and then 4, and I don't know if they'll do 5. But supposedly Halo Infinite right off the rip is supposed to be on PC as well as console. So all these pros are making the switch to keyboard mouse playing on PC, but they still haven't announced that pro circuit and what it's going to be played on. And secretly, I hope it's console because come on, come on, don't mess up a classic. Anyway, I'm excited for Halo Infinite. Everybody look for that this month. It should be good news. I'm excited. I miss playing Halo. I really do. I've been watching too much of it lately, and I've been, I love War, War, this. Warzone's the first battle royale I ever played, and I'm so hooked on it. It's not even real. I miss Rocket League, and watching this Halo stuff lately, it's like, I could go play Halo, but yeah. I really like Warzone. <laughs> it's well, hard. Well, uh, plug the stream and anything else you want, and uh, I'll send you on your way. You can find me at twitch.com or twitch.tv, rather, forward slash OHC Mr. Day all day long. You can find me there. Subscribe. You can find us at YouTube at OHC Play. And that's about it. It's basically a living library of anything funny or fun or cool that we've ever done from us to some of our buddies. So. Fantastic. So uh, thanks for jumping on and doing this, and we will watch some more very old television and do this again sometime. I could not be more excited. (laughs) Thanks, bud. See you, bud. Congratulations on your game dev breakdown, whatever that is. Sounds idiotic to me. (laughs) 